Welcome to Fashion by Dad, the land of the surreal where Castella meets curls, folk meets metal, and oxymoron meets juxtaposition. Each week, a theme. This week's theme? Fire. You know that it would be untrue. You know that I would be a liar. If I was to say to you Girl, we couldn't get much higher Come on, baby, light my fire Come on, baby, light my fire Try to set the night on fire The time to hesitate is through The time to wallow in the mire Try now, we can only lose and our love become a funeral pyre Come on, baby, light my fire Come on, baby, light my fire Try to set the night on
hesitate is through No time to wallow in the mire Try now we can only lose And our love become a funeral pyre Come on baby, light my fire Come on baby, light my fire Shine is sitting right on From January 1967, The Doors, Come On Baby, Light My Fire. Coming here 55 years ago, well, when you're as old as I am, that's just like yesterday. If only I had recorded, I'd be bringing you Gregorian chants, madrigals from medieval England and other things from my past. This is Fashion by Dad. I am Jeff Ebbs. When I was a boy, well, much younger than I am now, sometime in the 19th century, my family were Rechabites. The poster on our farmhouse wall pictured Jesus with sheep, a family and mountains of produce. You can find a similar pic on the Facebook page, Fashion by Dad or F by Dad, Instagram or fashionbydad.com. So the Rechabites, a temperance association, we burned down the tents of sly grog sellers and ran them out of town. My great-grandmother cross-stitched a poem about smashing the bottles of the sly gypsy who came to town with a dray loaded with grappa. What a fire it made, that dream and drink, the flames of hell and what a stink. We ran the devil out of town in the clothes he wore without a crown. <laughs> Grandma... And, of course, in those days, without a crown, meant broke, not a zack to his name, skint, not a brass razoo, penniless. A crown was an ounce of silver worth five shillings. Not that it was traded much in day-to-day transactions by the time that Vicky was on the throne. The time that Vicky was on the throne, yes, when the grogger was run out of town. I think the Chaplin family kept the horse and the Sabirs the dray. The Fleming savaged a couple of... Bottle boxes of grog, or a couple of bottles of grog, bottles of boxes, and they changed hands in very dark places on moonless nights, like tonight, one night off the new moon. Solar eclipse in the northern hemisphere, if you're listening in Latvia. Uh, but I won't talk about the Flemings and their sly grog theft, in case the reputation of their descendants is smeared and besmirched by the truth. Fiery days, indeed. Burn 
of Kitano Veloso over the music of Elliot Goldenthal from the movie Frida. It's the funeral song for Frida at the end of the movie. One of the most compelling soundtracks from that film of all time, in my humble opinion. Uh, There's a great uh, Wall Street Journal article by Goldenthal on the experience reflecting on the experience of setting Frida Kahlo's world to music. I'll put that on the Fashion by Dad Facebook page. Facebook.com slash F by Dad in just a moment. Um, The cinematic art of bringing Frida's paintings to life is equally compelling. Ah, very good movie indeed. Triple Z. You're listening to 4 Triple Z. And on 4 Z, you are listening to Fashion by Dad. The theme of this episode, the first episode of Fashion by Dad is fire. The first of four elemental themes. Fire and air, water, earth. And we're yarding about a few fire stories through the episode. Falling in the fire pit, deadly drunk. Terrible thing to do. Last time I heard that mentioned on Triple Z, the lines ran hot with people sharing stories about falling in fire pits. Must be the thing to do. Anyway, while we are on the theme of yarning about fires, it's time for a story time story. One of the regular segments here on Fashion by Dad. What is the law of the jungle? So settle closer, dear listening creature. That's you. It's time for a story time story. What is the law of the jungle? Strike first and then give tongue. By thy very carelessness, they know thou art a man. But be wise. Go down quickly to the men's huts in the valley and take some of the red flower which they grow there, so that when the time comes thou mayest have even a stronger friend than I, or Balu, or those of the pack that love thee. Get the red flower! That's Rudyard Kipling in the Jungle Books. Bagheera the panther advises Mowgli on surviving the judgment of the wolf pack. As a wild animal, Bagheera is not aware of mankind's many maxims regarding playing with fire. 
the red flower is a dangerous friend. So the action moves to Mowgli following Bagheera's advice. Listen, you, he cried. There is no need for this dog's blabber. Ye have told me so often tonight that I am a man, and I feel your words are true. He flung the firepot to the ground, and some of the red coals lit a tuft of dried moss that flared up, and all the council drew back in terror before the leaping flames. What ye will do and what ye will not do is not yours to say. The matter is with me. And that we might see the matter more plainly, I, the man, have brought here a little of the red flower, which ye, dogs, fear. Mowgli thrust his dead branch into the fire till the twigs lit and crackled and whirled it above his head among the cowering wolves. Thou art a master, said Bagheera in an undertone.
Everybody ought to let their soul catch a fire. Everybody ought to let their soul catch a fire. Everybody ought to let their Mojo Juju with Catch a Fire from the 2010 album Sell a New Salvation. Everyone ought to let their soul catch fire, and my soul did. I uh, saw Mojo Juju in 2008 on a cabaret tour in Bangalore, probably one of the most embarrassing moments of my life. It was a bit of an embarrassing tour in some ways. It was about eight or nine cabaret acts, so probably about 20 people in the show, and there was about 20 people in the audience, maybe a fraction more. Um, As I say, one of the most embarrassing moments in my very long vampire-length life. That night I was wearing a purple skin suit. I had a a long, bright purple hair, and... um, after seeing Mojo Juju sing like that, I was completely inarticulate, incoherent and awestruck. Amazing, amazing act. Um, she wandered around among the 20 of us on the floor of the Bangalore Agricultural Show Hall. And I said, oh, I saw your show. <laughs> Quite obviously there was only about 20 of us in the room. Oh, what did you think? Uh, it was something else. She looked me up and down and said, something else. And I mumbled inarticulate. And she shook her head and said, is that all you've got? And walked off. Very embarrassing. It took me about a year to get over that and uh, go out and see a band again. By that time, the uh, temporary purple dye had washed out of my then grey, now white hair quite ridiculous that I'm confessing that to you here now on Fashion by Dad and on 4ZZZ 
and beyond if you're listening in the northern hemisphere it's about 27 past nine in the morning in the u.s about 27 past seven in latvia and all you northern hemisphere people are going to enjoy a solar eclipse in the next day or so i am your ancient host Jeff Ebbs, the archetypical dad, Peter Familiaris, the stale, pale male, and we're talking very, very pale, Petros, Patron, Daggy Dad, Peter, dear old dad. So stay tuned, news lot. Listen to me, listen to me. Among the fire theme songs this week, I've got a slew of regular segments. Uh, we're going to do a weekly cover of Nothing Compares to You, starting off. Uh, in this episode, we'll end this episode with Prince's original 1984 demo of Nothing Compares to You. When I was a boy, quite as old as Methuselah, he lived 900 years, you know. Uh, genre bender of the week. I said in the opening that one of the juxtapositions is folk meeting metal. So you'll have some folk metal. Genre bender of the week. Uh, time for a story time story, which we just heard. Mowgli brandishing his dried branch to cause the wolves to cower. Uh, great notion. Great notion every week. Uh, this week's might be a. Uh, oh, well, we'll wait until the great notion rolls around. And the blazer of glory. Blazer of Glory is a blast from the past, a nod to fashion on Fashion by Dad. And tonight's Blazer of Glory will be the cloak of King Henry VIII. Mm-hmm. We're talking Harry of the Six Wives and somewhat tubby build. I was younger then. Uh, but we leap ahead. So, uh, sticking with the fire theme right now, here's a band I saw in the 80s, uh, some little time ago, a bit less embarrassing than the Bangalore Town Hall, it was the Olympic Swimming Pool in Melbourne. A rather large structure designed by, designed by Kevin Borland. Shout out to you, Jody Borland, from the 56 Olympics, the only concert I ever saw. In fact, I think it might have been the only concert ever held at the uh, Olympic swimming pool. Not sure about that. I went twice. Pretty amazing concert, 1983. Talking heads with Burning Down the House. Thank you. 
Talking Heads on the Speaking in Tongues tour in Melbourne in 1983. Very probably at the top of their game. Certainly, I didn't see a better concert from them. You are immersed in fashion by Dad, and I am your dad in a non-creepy way. I'm not offering you a commitment ring, which you will wear until I approve your marriage partner. No, no, no. I'm here inside the singularity, and you are out there experiencing it through your device. That's nice. I am your host. My name is Jeff, and I mentioned earlier that my 19th century family were Rechabites and pyromaniacs. Yep, they were also farmers, and while not originally proposed to mechanical devices... They owned none. There was no electricity in the house. We used to have little kerosene lamps that you you pumped up and the kerosene ran through a little pipe that was heated up by the flame. So you had to start it by pouring some metho or something to heat the whole thing before it got going. Uh, the cows were milked by hand in a hand-split wooden shed and during the 20th century, a neighbour's truck took the goods to market so it might not sound like there was a lot of fun in this teetotaling, candle-lit, hand-butter-churning existence, but we did enjoy a good burning. In fact, introducing the self-proclaimed original temperance society earlier in this episode, I told you about a liquor salesman being run out of town without his takings, tools of the trade or stock. In fact, he barely had the clothes he stood up in. As a friendly society, the independent order of Rechabites was fairly fierce, a fairly fierce, friendly society. Uh, My uncle broke his son's hand with a strap. He didn't mean to break his hand, he was just punishing him. But then he denied him medical attention. Stop whimpering, boy, you got what you deserved. My cousin was lucky that the cricket coach slid him into the doctors when... Old man Payne the third was up a cherry tree picking. Every November, every November, remember, remember the 5th of November, we had a huge bonfire. Uh, there were a few, there were dead trees dotted around the property that had been ringbarked. Uh, if you are familiar with Bruce Pascoe's Dark Emu, uh, you will know that the trees were fairly well spaced across the Australian countryside thanks to the farming practices of the First Nations people so that the settlers like my great-great-grandfather there had a pretty easy time turning it into farming country but they ringbarked those trees and then when we wanted to burn one down they dragged logs and things around to the tree which was the next one to be burned out of the ground, piled the trees up against the, or piled the logs up against the still standing tree, build a huge bonfire, easy the height of two or three humans, and then we would wait for Guy Fawkes Night, the 5th of November, and set fire to the lot, with lots of fireworks, up until health and safety became a thing, and the 5th of November was Kraken Night right across the empire. 
And to make sure that the night went off with a bang, my pa would take an old chaff sack, stuff a pound of gunpowder, that's a couple of handfuls, 450 grams for you metric mob. So he'd stuff a pound of gunpowder into the corner of the sack and wrap it tightly with a hemp rope. So the first circle would tie off the hemp sack so that the gunpowder was locked in the corner and then he'd um, wrap the rope around and around until he had a ball of tightly wrapped rope with a ball of gunpowder inside it and that little bomb would become the head of the effigy of Guy Fawkes and that effigy would be mounted at the top of the pyre roped to the tree that was going to be burned out of the ground and at sunset we'd light the fire and a couple of hours later after we'd finished blowing off our thumbs and setting fire to each other's boots by dropping penny bungers in them, the flames would reach Guy Fawkes' feet and we'd stop our shenanigans to watch him burn. I put a picture of a bonfire in England in 2019 with Guy Fawkes atop a bonfire, so you know what I'm talking about. That tradition has been going on since 1605. It was still fashionable to burn Catholics at the time, especially among Rechabites. The general opinion was that if you're going to drink something flammable like alcohol, you're pretty well asking for it. So the flames would lick at the effigy's feet. Eventually he would catch fire and we'd watch and wait for the head to get so hot that it'd explode. At that point, the tree that Guy Fawkes had been tied to would blow in half or you know, get damaged somehow, bits would fall off into the fire, the fire would be spread all over the place, burning logs knocked hither and thither, and uh, we'd all drag the burning logs back into the fire and celebrate another death to the tormentor for the following reasons. city of York, a Catholic born and raised. He had all sorts of names for England's King James, a man of the Protestant faith. Guy met Robert Catesby, who hated to see a Protestant rule from the throne. They hatched a plan, he'd go out with a bang, then they'd find a king of their own. Catesby and Fawkes and their other cohorts plotted to axe those in power. Under the floors of the House of Lords They hid barrels full of gunpowder They should have known better Someone sent a letter that warned of what they had planned Fawkes was soon caught The plot came to naught And Guy was soon known across the land Fawkes paid the price for the violence and vice And King James continued his reign He pledged to remember the 5th of November And see it wouldn't happen again so this bonfire night as the fireworks take flight Think how differently things could have gone If Guy hadn't been found with the barrels underground Who knows what that blast might have done So remember, remember the 5th of November Gunpowder, treason and plot 
We see no reason why gunpowder treason should ever be forgot. Remember, remember the 5th of November, gunpowder treason and blood. We see no reason why gunpowder treason should ever be forgot. Remember, remember the 5th of November, gunpowder treason and blood. We see no reason why gunpowder treason should ever be forgot. Yes, it's hard to imagine in these times of Halloween, religious tolerance and zero tolerance for danger, how central the ritual of blowing things up was in Australian culture. November the 6th, the day after Guy Fawkes Day, was a day of comparing injuries and tour tales of property damage. Probably have to devote an entire episode of Fashion by Dad to Fireworks Night at some stage, so I can tell you about the asbestos bombs. Oh, yes the asbestos bombs, little did we know, uh, and homemade cannons. Well, we knew what we were doing in that case. Um, also interesting, that gunpowder plot song and the nature of the propaganda, Guy Fawkes, in fact, wasn't a ringleader of the plot. He was a mercenary hired, he was a powder monkey. He knew how to use gunpowder. He was paid by the rebels to light the um, the barrels. Also, interesting that while they were after the king, King James, they were blowing up Parliament. So, of course, King James was opening Parliament. That's why they were doing it. But you're blowing up the centre of democracy to get at the royalty that you despise. So, a few little twisted things there. Um, the persecution of Catholics in Australia was still quite real. Um, until about 1820, Catholics weren't counted in the Australian census. It took a lot longer before we counted the original inhabitants of the country, sadly. But anyway, prejudice was a real live and well. And uh, my Rechabite ancestors were among some of the firmer upholders of their beliefs. In fact, that whole temperance society thing meant that the eastern suburbs of Melbourne still to this day don't have many pubs. There were a few big pubs that got licences, obviously uh, large land-holding Protestants who liked to tipple and were able to get around the rules and they became huge pubs which uh, you had to drive to, of course, and the fights in the car park on a Friday night was something to behold. Uh, but that uh, led to some of the characteristics of the Melbourne rock scene because you had to play in these huge barns where about 1,200 people would be sitting having dinner. You'd be in one corner. So that big Melbourne rock sound of ACDC and so on grew out of that unexpected consequence of the temperance society's attitude towards drinking. Guy Fawkes Night, sadly missed. Halloween is not a patch on it. You're on Fashion by Dad with me. Your dad. Jeff Ebbs. Now here's a song, a couple of years old, two, two years old, from South African Shantou's Alice Phoebe Blue. Yeah. 
2018, an online release by Alice Phoebe Lou. Look her up online and be more in awe. Be more in awe than you already are. She's great. And the track is She Is Great also. 
That's what you just heard, her singing she. Alice Phoebe Lou is playing live this European summer and beyond. If you are listening in Latvia, where it's about 10 to 8 in the evening, um, you can hear her any time from August, starting in Germany, Hungary and Italy. And by September, she heads to Finland, across Scandinavia and just everywhere, all over Europe. Alice Phoebe Lou on the road. Now... If you are listening in Queensland, Australia, look up Queensland Music Trails. Pretty amazing concerts as part of that, uh, including one in Charleville, Music for Stargazing, uh, featuring Kate Miller-Heidke, William Barton, uh, a bunch of others, and the Music Trail heads way out west, uh, it's a free concert with Carl S. Williams, Hussey Hicks and more. A feast for the ears and for those starved of a road trip spending some winter nights in the, in the desert. Small business is on track to come back. To keep us on track, the Australian Government is helping small businesses recover as well as supporting the hardest hit industries. We're continuing tax incentives and subsidies, plus improving employment services to better match employers and job seekers. Australia is on track to come back. Find out how the plan can help you at ourcomeback.gov.au. Authorised by the Australian Government, Canberra. So, on this first episode of Fashion by Dad, we've been talking about man's red flower. The fire has the power. Um, interesting thing about fire, it's the fundamental technology enabler. So once we found fire, we learned how to tame fire. We could cook food, boil water, split rocks, harden metal, melt the metal out of minerals, shape metals, make tools, make machines. So the internal combustion engine has completely dominated the last century of civilization. It's probably been the pinnacle of the fire-based culture. And its age is past. The electrification of transport has begun. Now that's just thinking about the physics, the heating, the melting points, the role of fire. Let's look at the chemistry though. The sun shines on plants. The plants use the sun's energy uh, to join water and carbon dioxide together. And that's how they get complex carbohydrates. Humans and other animals, that's right. Remember, we're all animals. Eat the complex carbohydrates and extract the energy stored there by the plant. So we're eating the sun's energy as stored by a plant. Mmm, yum. Now, as we consume that energy, we breathe out carbon dioxide and water. So, exactly the same thing happens in fire. So our living bodies are like little slow-motion fires, returning the sun's energy to the atmosphere. So the rise of fire, the rise of the red flower, has been the rise of civilization and the rise of carbon dioxide in the atmosphere. That's why... The end of fossil fuels is needed. That's why we have to end the use of fossil fuels to end the climate crisis. The decarbonisation of society has begun. And that's just breathing. That's just the carbon dioxide. 
Wait until we get to methane. <laughs> methane. Everyone loves a good fart joke. Now, I promise to end this hour with a version of Nothing Compares to You. One of the most covered songs of all time. It's almost tragic in a way because Prince, who authored it in 1984, and we're about to hear his original demo version of it, didn't like people covering his songs. I mean, he didn't mind people covering his songs, but only when he asked them to. So this demo was in fact made for um, a project, a band called The Family, and we'll hear their version of Nothing Compares to You next episode. But here is the Purple Man himself with Nothing Compares to You. See us out of the first hour of Fashion by Dad. Since you took your love away 